you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms. what it costs. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you could respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba. And today, in episode 27, we're going to be talking about Twitter files continue. Rand Paul warns against crazy left. How much did Fauci make? What are you going to do when they come for you? World Economic Forum is paying influencers to manipulate you. Yay, talks MK Ultra. Dave Chappelle backs up Kanye. An all-new Uppa's Corner, and for history, we're going to be talking about Norm MacDonald always knew that the Bible was true, and did Norm question the moon landing, memes, and much more, so stay tuned. So let's dive right in, but before we do that, as always, my co-host, Jake Grant. Welcome, Jake. How are you doing? Doing great, Jeremiah. I'm really excited. This week, I've been messing around with uh, some 3D printing. I showed you this earlier. Got yeah. Got cherubim here. Pretty cool. Uh, so that's what I'm in my spare time. Other than that, uh, just, you know, watching the family grow and, you know, kicking it here in Missouri. It's, it's been pretty great. Uh, we're looking to transfer to a, a new little studio, uh, over across, uh, from where I'm at right now. So we're, uh, some work ahead in the next week as we kind of prepare a better space, but, uh, it'll give me a little bit of a better place to record Skiba News Nation. As you can see right here, I don't know if you can tell, but I have like a, 
uh, makeshift green screen that I just kind of pinch behind my back. But hey, uh, you guys can't tell because, you know, the Mondo movie magic. Didn't know I was just kind of leaning against a kind of a makeshift green screen. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's been good. So I'm excited about that. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to the to what you got in the current news and the and the history and the all new Opus Corner as always. But you ready to dive right in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, guys. So, uh, not to jump on a bandwagon. But there's some interesting things going on over in Twitter uh, since Elon Musk acquired uh, kind of majority share of the company. Um, here's something just to kind of prep you for what we're about to look into. Uh, Twitter is both a Sodia company and a crime scene. And my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a great intro for what we're about to look into here. Now, here's Twitter Files' latest. Um, it is revealed that Twitter 11 and crisis response lead Patrick Conlon was one of several decision makers who pushed for jokes by conservatives to be a basis for terms of service strikes. Conlon worked intelligence for years at the Department of Defense. And seconds ago, right, after some of the, the next few batches of Twitter leaks were released, um, Twitter election and crisis response lead Conlon wiped his LinkedIn detailing his past intelligence work in the U.S. Department of Defense. He was implicated in the latest Twitter files. Just what's going on here? Not that we didn't know this, but, <laughs> you know, Elton John has announced that he's leaving Twitter. It's because of the Rocket Man. It's kind of a, a depiction of the left and all the people that are butthurt over a, a more unbiased uh, location for people to spread information. Uh, we definitely know that there was definite liberal majority control when it came to the politics at Twitter headquarters. Even recently, we have uh, files part four, and these talk about the removal of Donald Trump on January 7th. As the pressure builds, Twitter executives build the case for a permanent ban. Uh, we're going to go ahead and watch this video, and then we'll move on to our next stories. But uh, let's go ahead and see what uh, we have here. This Twitter thread from Matt Saibi, and it's all right here. Check this out. Post number 20 of today's Twitter files. This post is about the Hunter Biden laptop situation shows that Roth, Yoel Roth, not only met weekly with the FBI and DHS, but with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Take a look at this. This post, the most important thing it says, in short, FML, weekly sync with FBI, DHS, DNI, re-election security. The meeting happened about 15 minutes after the aforementioned hack materials implosion, blah, blah, blah. That right there says one thing very, very simply. Twitter was regularly meeting with federal law enforcement for quote unquote election security. But Twitter was being advised that there was going to be hacked materials and other things like that. We've, we, we know that the FBI 
contacted them specifically about that. We now know they had consistent weekly meetings to the point where they were actually like, oh, man, going to have to meet, uh, miss our, our weekly meetup with federal law enforcement to figure out what's what's not allowed. This Twitter thread's actually very, very crazy. There's one post where let me see if I can I, I can. Uh, <laughs> there's so many of these. Look at this one. Yoel Roth said, very boring business meeting that is definitely not about Trump. Pretty much definitely not meeting with the FBI. I swear. LMAO. It would sound and it would appear. I'm trying to be very careful that Yoel Roth met with the FBI to discuss Donald Trump. I wonder what this was pertaining to. This Twitter thread from Matt Taibbi is specifically about banning Donald Trump. He says after J6 internal slacks show Twitter executives getting a kick out of intensified relationships with federal agencies. Here's Yoel Roth lamenting a lack of generic enough calendar descriptions to concealing his very interesting meeting partners. Sounds to me like the FBI was meeting with Twitter and uh, they colluded ultimately to come to the decision to remove Donald Trump, the first sitting head of state to be suspended from a platform. And aside from that, the other information showing that they were having regular 2020 election security meetings. And we know that the FBI warned them about the Hunter Biden laptop situation and they had access to this. So to me, I think this is the bare minimum confirmation the FBI was directly interfering in the 2020 election. I mean, it's uh, pretty clear after all the circumstantial evidence is coming together and there's a lot of it, specifically hi highlighting the involvement of this. And I, I kind of want to bring back what uh, U.S. Congressman Chuck Schumer said a couple years ago in 2017 when he was directly addressing Donald Trump, when Donald Trump was having problems with the intel agencies, with the FBI, he said, quote, the intel officials have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So I think it's fair to say that there was a lot of infighting and it's fair to say that there was federal agencies, intel organizations, military psyops officers that were working at these big tech social media companies. There was a revolving door between all those institutions institutions and a lot of these bigger companies, not just Twitter, but also Facebook, also Alphabet, also Google. And when you look at this revolving door, you clearly see a conflict of interest, people abusing their power, not just meeting together, but making big decisions. And this is what I said when the first Twitter files were coming out. I'm like, this is just bare minimum. This is still just scratching the surface as there was a former FBI agent that was that was critically involved in this whole Trump collusion story that was involved in censoring it from the very beginning. So 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 now I think we're seeing some of the layers of this onion unravel. A lot of people are going to be crying. And I think we're still only seeing the surface of what's a deeper relationship between the Intel community and, of course, big tech social media that are working hand in hand together. Yes. And uh, and that's why this is so important. It is demonstrating the deep collusion between government agencies, tech, big media taken on a life of its own in terms of its power on the world. And and that is why I'm getting a kick out of all the Elon Musk Twitter files. Although part of me is a little skeptical going back to 2020, this is more of an I told you so where everybody who kind of was looking into it knew that there was something fishy with the censorship, Twitter's darkest secrets. And then he's about to dig it up, you know? Um, and so Elon Musk posts, right? Follow the rabbit, right? Now, I can't help but to be wary of where this is all leading. Uh, moving on to our next news story here. We've seen a lot of cryptocurrency collapses, managing billions and billions of dollars of 
12th, they had a, a kind of a call and people started withdrawing their funds and then they collapsed, right? Well, mm-hmm. here's a warning. Uh, the crash to end all crashes is around the corner. There aren't enough dollars in circulation to even begin to cover it. The world for a solution and they'll just happen to have one. The Hegelian dialectic, the Great Reset, whatever you want to call it. 100 trillion of hidden debt was just discovered. And the world faces a staggering financial meltdown with potential losses exceeding the total number of U.S. dollars. And things like this are popping up all over my feed. Blackstone, which is a massive investment fund, but they're limiting withdrawals after a surge of redemption requests from investors seeking to cash out. Now, this is exactly how uh, these big investment uh, kind of pyramid schemes fall apart is people start asking for the money back and they're unable to pay that check and they just go bankrupt. Uh, here we have a interesting headline, uh, the world's artificial womb facility that can incubate up to 30,000 lab grown babies a year. German molecular biologist by trade who unveiled this new concept for the world's first artificial womb facility, Ectolife. <laughs> Freak, freaky um, kind of. Oh, absolutely. And when you think about the push for anybody can be pregnant, anybody can have a baby, not a woman, no, even a man, if they want to have a baby, they can have a baby. Well, this is how they would have their babies. They would have artificial insemination. They would have these test tube babies. So uh, just wanted to show some of these images of a big oil spill in Kansas from the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, they pretty much dumped uh, an Olympic-sized swimming pool into a northeastern Kansas creek. So that happened recently. And uh, and we're going to go ahead and watch a news story for this next topic. And it's Rand Paul talking about the crazy left-wing Democrats and how they're threatening your child's mental health by pushing lockdowns, gender reassignment for minors, and uh, much more. So let's go ahead and check this video out. I love Rand Paul. He tells it like it is. Crisis that our children are suffering from now. Given everything that you've seen and your medical background, what are the main culprits here? Well, there's no secret who was involved with the lockdowns, and I think the lockdowns have had an impact. In June of 2020, three months into this, I said we got to go back to school, that it was a mistake to take the kids out of school because they weren't becoming ill with COVID and they weren't dying from COVID. Sweden took this advice, kept their schools open, and not one child died that was going to school. They actually didn't wear masks in school, and still not one child died in schools. The teachers didn't get any sicker than any other profession. So the lockdowns was a big part of this. But also you have to imagine that the, and and who's responsible, Dr. Fauci, he continued to press for these, but who is also responsible for telling a four-year-old that we need to talk about their gender and whether they're in the appropriate body? Who's talking about giving picture books to six-year-olds with, with uh, illustrations of surgery to remove their genitalia? It's Democrat politicians and woke left-wing people. There's not one Republican. Look, Republicans are not perfect, but Republicans are not pushing your child to have surgery to remove their genitalia as early as elementary school. No Republican is pushing this. These are crazy left-wing Democrats, and it was also crazy left-wing Democrats who were for the lockdown across America. He kind of really honed in on the point of the radical left the liberal agenda to transform your children uh, and and this whole topic of mental health 
is very mm-hmm. interesting, especially what we talked about last week with the topic of resisting particular medical experiments being linked to mental illness in places like Canada. But I want to cut my nuts off and wear a dress. Sane. I wonder if this new, you know what, is safe. Insane conspiracy theorist. <laughs> oh, man. So man. this is the world we live in. Yep. Right? What is right is called wrong, and what is wrong is being called right. And uh, and that's why just voicing our concerns and keeping these people out of a position where they can influence our children uh, is very significant and important. But also, it's not so much just looking at how dark the world is getting, how crazy the world is getting, and saying, it's bad out there, it's dark and scary and evil, but rather offering the alternative, offering something good. Something doing something true, about something it. Beautiful, doing something about it. Making the alternative. If the, if the schools are the places that they're preying on our young people and, and brainwashing our children or whatever – Let's take them from that environment that is tainted and corrupted and create a new environment for learning, for education, for establishing uh, morality, for establishing cultural values that that will kind of be able to stand up against this attack on our culture. Some interesting stuff regarding the Twitter files and that post that we saw Elon Musk saying, I now identify as uh, prosecute slash Fauci. <laughs> Let's check out this video uh, that was recorded on Joe Rogan talking about how much money Fauci actually made uh, during some of those medical experiments the past two years. Rand Paul, I don't know if you saw one of these moments, those yeah. Rand Paul versus Fauci moments, and he said that they found out through a Freedom, uh, Freedom of Information Act that it was something like $135 million in royalties had been paid out to scientists on the NIH. Uh, at the NIH from pharmaceutical companies. 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. And he asks Fauci straight up, he goes, Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? And Fauci, in a roundabout way, you know, is like, According to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement. Hmm. Don't oh. you think like, shouldn't we know that? Shouldn't we at least be able to know like, how much money does Fauci make from yes. Pfizer and Moderna? Cause that seems like a tiny conflict of interest. A giant conflict yeah. of interest. Wow. Wow. I mean, you can't put it any more simple. There was a big monetary motivation behind this medical experiment that mandated for most men, women, and children, especially in the military and the medical system and hospitals, Mm -hmm. uh, that you either participate or you kick yourself to the curb, right? Because you're a danger and a threat to society. Not to mention those people online who have voiced opinions concerned with the uh the the health risks of participating in such a medical experiment um but you know this is one more reason i'm getting a kick out of elon he posted this just recently (laughs) just one more lockdown my king (laughs) and uh and if you're not familiar with the picture this is a, a representation 
of Worm Tongue from the Lord of the Rings series and the king here of Rohan. And uh, it's Fauci whispering into the king's ear, who is Biden right now, and he's just one more lockdown, my king. And, you know, something interesting that Elon said was Fauci is the worm tongue of uh, the world today, right? He's the one whispering the doom and gloom. But guess who's putting money in his back pocket, just like we saw in that Joe Rogan discussion? Um, well, the big companies that have a lot to gain for these uh, this just wave of of uh, experimentation. And so pretty crazy. Let's go ahead and check out this next video. What are you going to do when they come for you? And this is just a reminder of what went down in the last few years surrounding this topic. This is the end of a free society. It's the total new world order plan. It's operation lockstep. This is everything. That's why I keep hammering the shots, hammering the lockdowns, hammering the persecution. Because they just think we're going to go to sleep for a while. We'll give them some type of political, cultural amnesty. And then we all just quietly go away. I mean, look at this footage. If you've ever seen a Pied Piper in the real world, that's it. One white clad Judas goat in the paramilitary medical tyranny outfit leading thousands and thousands and thousands of Chinese who all got told they were red-coated with no evidence and have to go to the camps. It's perhaps the biggest quarantine in human history. Millions of people worldwide who've been quarantined. Millions of people in China are once again under collective quarantine. In the industrial city of Changshou, 6.6 million residents have been ordered to stay indoors. Workers in protective suits have installed metal barriers in some neighborhoods. China is reportedly putting suspected COVID-19 patients in metal boxes. Well, they're erecting uh, sometimes shipping containers. Uh, we've seen a couple of tents as well. More than 200 million people in China are in lockdown. And are banned from leaving their home even to buy food. Long winding lines of buses can be seen in a street which are taking people to COVID-19 quarantine camps. 25 million residents ordered confined to their homes. They're using bicycle locks and padlocks just to keep people in. This video on your screen shows officials dragging a man into a quarantine center where the conditions are appalling to say the least. These people locked up in quarantine camps being treated worse than prisoners. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them. The judge has ruled for guardianship of this four-month-old baby to be placed into the court. He needs life-saving surgery, but his parents don't want him to receive blood from those who have been... So, this is all about the state. It's the same worldwide you directed, taking control of your bodies and now saying we're going to put blood product to people that are have a growing prion or spike protein in your body. We have all the medical reports. The governor of Florida has criminal investigations going, a big pharma lying about this, but they're still doubling down. We don't want blood that potentially could have spike protein. We don't want that. We know that that is, you know, he's got a compromised heart. What's happening here is just the beginning of an authoritarian takeover and it's it's coming for all of us. This type of tyranny is coming to New Zealand. It is coming to Australia. It is coming to America. It is coming to the entire world. Chinese-style COVID lockdown tyranny is on its way. For people who are not lockdown rules will apply to everyone 16 and above. It's absolutely mind-boggling that you could hold healthy, law-abiding, 
fully citizens in these kinds of conditions. We have now a window of opportunity to create this global reset which we all need. This is what communism looks like. This is what totalitarianism looks like. Your child is not yours. They will continue to try to restrict and limit and do all of the other things that we're seeing done in China. It's just a matter of time. And as their algorithms get more sophisticated, the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab are not just going to sit back and allow humanity the freedom that we so clearly desire. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous. I think it's um, a role model for many countries. This is the social credit score. This is breaking you down, locking you up, training you to be a slave. They'll only let you out again later, as long as you follow all the orders they say, they get progressively more tyrannical. Where'd Bob go? I don't know. Went to a COVID camp, never came back. They're just training you to get used to seeing people grabbed and rounded up all around you. Super hardcore tyranny, the model of the Great Reset and the New World Order, and we're going to be here fighting it big time. Okay, so that was just a recap, a reminder of what the world went through in the previous few years. And and it's because our memories are so short sometimes. I, I mean, we sometimes can get lulled back into a sense of security. But don't forget that that was the world order flexing its muscles. Mm-hmm. And that is what could be implemented in the near future because they saw how much they could get away with then imagine what they'll try to get away with in the future and and that's why uh we can't just say oh well that's old news oh that's that's you know oh they got away with that stuff (laughs) that's why when you see things like i identify as prosecute fauci and and things like that you know i don't know if it's going to happen it reminds me unfortunately uh, of a lot of the uh kind of the conspiratorial uh Q stuff that was all like prosecute Hillary or prosecute such and such. Um, And so I don't know if there's any recourse because there's so much money, so much power and so much political backing that went into this big medical experiment. Um, But man, what what are some of your thoughts? About Fauci? I have a lot of thoughts about Fauci, but uh, I I mean, I think he's, he's, breaking the Nuremberg code that was made to, to not experiment on mankind. And, uh, I don't know how to say this in a way where it's going to be acceptable to YouTube, but you know, uh, the, he should be treated the same way that the Nazis were in, in Germany for experimenting on humans. Yeah. That's how I, I mean, it, it, it's not, uh, just Fauci though. We got to make sure that we're not, only painting him as the big boogeyman because at the same time he made the protocols yeah i mean he he's the one who was the advisor but he also was speaking on behalf of these pharmaceutical companies he was also speaking on behalf of of the people who were you know trying to push all this stuff through and and unfortunately people listened to him well it's like uh, it's like any true crime thing i mean you always follow the follow the money Follow the money. I mean, the money leads right back to Fauci, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, to the pharmaceutical companies, to Fauci, yes. Um, my concern is that if Fauci is a fall guy, if he gets taken out, he's just going to be replaced by a new New World Order shill 
who is just yep. going to continue to say the same things Fauci was saying, uh, which is exactly what the big pharma companies wanted him to say. Not, yeah, it's just a not, mouthpiece. Yeah, just a mouthpiece is kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, but yes, he, he is definitely responsible for convincing and uh, pushing a lot of the things that happened in the past few years. And when we saw that video from InfoWars that showed the lockdowns that happened in China, the lockdowns that happened in New Zealand and Australia, uh, these things even happened in Canada, we got to be aware that those places like Israel are testing grounds for what is going to be eventually implemented and rolled out in the West, in the United States of America, uh, while we don't have such a progressive political arm uh, in power, because there do there does seem to be guys like Rand Paul at least, and 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 political figures that are not fully buying into the medical establishment lie. However, um, these are the things that could come in the future. What will you do? What will you stand up for your rights? You know, and so let's go ahead and. Um, look, listen to Jan Psaki uh, say some very interesting things. We have this video of Circle what back she Saki. I think that uh, everyone is going to have to take a hard look at where they want to be uh, at this moment in history as we're looking at efforts across the country to, uh, pre to prevent people from being able to exercise their fundamental rights. Go ahead. Wait a minute. How, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. Uh, look at <laughs> uh looking to do away with people's fundamental rights mm. what in the world um you know i know that might have been a, just a gaff you know of her just misspeaking but that is literally what is happening with a lot of these mandates a lot of these things that infringe upon our our freedom and yep. uh and our bodily autonomy um you know, all, it's just so interesting that things like that slip out from the tongue of the beast, right? Yeah, kind of like the beginning of 2000 Mules. I mean, where Biden said, you know, that uh, this has been the biggest uh, voter fraud. He said it like two or three times that, that this election had the most voter fraud, which you can watch 2000 Mules on our Patreon. Yeah, I mean, they just, when they gaff like that, it's almost like they're telling on themselves. That's what I feel. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, trying so hard not to a, say it, and then they say it. <laughs> a telltale sign of a good liar is they give these little smirks and giggles because yep. it's the uh, the duper's delight. And, and it, it reminds me of that premise that when somebody is actively and very consciously pushing something that they have an understanding is not in the best interest of the public or people they're pushing it to, sometimes it slips out what their real agenda is. All right, so let's check out this next video of how they are using influencers to change your mind and manipulate you. Check this out. Messenger project, which was called Team Halo, where we trained scientists um, around the world and some doctors on TikTok, and we had TikTok working with us. And um, these scientists who had virtually no following to start with um, got verified ticks. Um, they started bringing people in their community, into their labs, into their offices, and answering their questions, engaging with them. Um, it really took off, and many of them became kind of like national media go-to 
um, advisors uh, and you know so um, trusted messenger project which was called Team Halo. All right, so man, how interesting that you know some of the comments here are we're becoming much more proactive. We own the science and we think that the world should know it, and the platforms themselves also do. The UN official also admitted to partnering with technological giant Google to ensure searches about climate change adhere to the globalist narrative. For example, if you Google climate change, you will at the top of your search get all kinds of UN resources, she explained. We started this partnership because we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, or, or also insert medical experiment terminology, uh, we were getting incredibly distorted information right at the top. Well, it's truly 1984's truth squad coming in here and changing uh, the search engines to hide any alternative perspectives um, and uh, anything that affects the bottom dollar, right? So let's watch mm -hmm. this next video from William Cooper, uh, who is the author of Behold a Pale Horse. And he has some interesting comments on how uh, the leaders of the world conspire against us. But let me tell you something. When 150 of the most powerful men and women in the world can meet in secret in Baden-Baden, Germany, and plot the fate of billions, and nobody even cares about it, but six football players go to lunch together, and it's in the headlines across the country, you have a reflection of the society in which that exists. And it is a sick, sick society that is doomed to self-destruction. Things like this have uh, been talked about since way back. This was a 1993 CNN interview where this author of Behold a Pale Horse was warning about the collusion between these world powers. And we wonder why these things are happening in 2022. You know, why yeah. these things are being pushed to the world stage. It's because they've been preparing for a long, long time. And um, that's just a part of their into, plan. Their pandemic. Uh, and then every once in a while, you have people who were being hand fed by the, the Babylon system, right? The beast system. And then they break their programming and they start to speak out against it, kind of like Ye, right, Kanye. Mm -hmm. uh, let's check out some of his comments on how he's being painted crazy for some of the things he's been speaking up about against the system. What happened to me, and they took it too far. It was like American History X. Like my head was on the side of the curve, and the exact people that I called out kicked my head. We found out that my trainer was a MK Ultra Canadian he intelligence. Was a, yeah. He worked in the defense research and uh, development uh, in the Canadian military, essentially working on psyops Who's in this the guy? Canadian military. This is Harley Pasternak. Yeah, what I'm saying is, look, they tried to medicate me. They, I was exhausted. They wrongly diagnosed me. When I asked them, how much lithium did you want to put? me on exactly it took them four days to answer because they were embarrassed about the amount right and i refused to take this right you understand that if i had taken the medication i would not be here and it would have been woe is he was deeply troubled we miss him we love his music though well they would have britney spears too i mean look at they, they would have michael jackson or, or worse yeah so look, <laughs> I, guess, I guess what they did look at what they did to britney when she went in she was tired she was exhausted yeah. she was in a bad way but 10 years of that medication wrecked her brain you can see it now yeah. you can see there's not much of her life yeah, and of course, 
this is on the heels of all the coverage we've done about Ye and his uh, controversial posts and comments on Instagram. Last week, I think we covered how he had basically all of his money frozen by Adidas trying to kind of swindle him in a, in a, a backroom business deal, hiring his lawyer to sign over his investment portfolio uh, or his, uh, you know, his his rights over to Adidas. And then, you know, he's been speaking out against some of these political figures. Uh, he's been kind of trumpeting the horn about how uh, Hollywood is all controlled. And and then we have on on the back end of this even more famous comedians, uh, guys like Dave Chappelle commenting on Kanye and, and some of his, you know, his comments on Twitter, for example. Let's check out this video from Dave Chappelle. Is this a rule? You know, the rules of perception. If, if they're black, then it's a gang. If they're Italian, it's a mob. But if they're Jewish, it's a coincidence and he should never speak about it. I ain't got in so much trouble, <laughs> Kyrie got in trouble. This is where, you know, I draw the line. Nobody listens to me when I tell these jokes. You ignore me. My first Netflix special, what did I say? I said, I don't want a sneaker deal because the minute I say something that makes those people mad, they're going to take my sneakers away. And the whole crowd's like, ha, 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 ha. And now you see Kanye walking around L.A. barefoot with his chain out. This guy lost a billion and a half dollars in a day. It shouldn't be this scary to talk about anything. It's making my job incredibly difficult. And to be honest with you, I'm getting sick of talking to a crowd like this. I love you to death. And I thank you for your support. And I hope they don't take anything away from me. <laughs> Whoever they are. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. And, you know, I, I've shared in the past that I'm a big fan of uh, Owen Benjamin. And uh, I actually saw that recently even Kanye was crediting uh, some of Owen Benjamin's comedy and some of his truther uh, kind of reflections exposing the system. Um, and so he was mentioning it, I think, on InfoWars that uh, Dave Chappelle had kind of stolen some of Owen Benjamin's jokes. Uh, but, you know, they're all saying good stuff. They're all saying, you know, exposing the truth of the situation that we live in. Here's one more clip from Dave Chappelle. Let's check this out. He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God. He's an honest liar. At first debate, I'd never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged. And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. Of course I do. And so do all of her donors or most of her donors. I know many of her donors. Her donors took massive tax write-offs because the people that give her all this money, they want it. That's why. Very important to Wall Street people, which I believe Hillary's leaving. It's very interesting why she's leaving carried interest. I absolutely used it. And so did Warren Buffett. And so did George Soros. And so did many of the other people that Hillary is uh, getting money from. My friends, the star was born. <laughs> so, that was awesome. You know, throwing throwing a little bit of a, a throwback to the 2016 debates between Trump and Hillary, and the whole talk about how they have a system in place to help these people that have enormous amounts of money funnel that money into the political game. No wonder all of this ideology, all of these agendas, all of the 
the kind of overarching medical tyranny from the pharmaceutical companies, shutting down small businesses, propping up big businesses, the the war game, you know, all of these different things uh, are manifested through kind of the flow of money. And, yep. and th there's a system in place so that that money can flow to exactly whoever met your pet preference. Yep. All right, so uh, that was my uh, main conspiratorial talk, right? Um, and uh, just a quick throw in here of uh, two more pictures regarding the medical experiment topic. Uh, you know, this is something that uh, was posted in 2020. Uh, Pfizer's COVID, you know what, warning, no breastfeeding, avoid pregnancy for two months, and other unknown fertility impacts. And then in 2022, the virus days after mother's COVID-19, you know what, of reported fetal deaths. Um, so there are hundreds of reports uh, that there were all, over 3,000 plus spontaneous abortions. Just look at the numbers here. Hundreds and thousands of uh manifestations of this warning back in 2020 imagine the coercion that forced these mothers these expecting mothers to go and participate in this medical experiment and that because of this there is a direct correlation with the loss of their child so just very tragic and uh yeah. you know but how do how do we share this information in a world where Everything is off limits in terms of political discussion. Everyone is so touchy and, and you can't bring up these very important topics because they're being painted as a left or right issue. Uh, <laughs> well, some people, when they went to Thanksgiving this year, they, mm -hmm. uh, they did it in a very sly way, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they baked a pie and they said, you know what? And ready to talk politics. Um, <laughs> So for those of you who are listening, it's it's definitely saying I didn't participate in the medical experiment. I know we have some podcast listeners that can't see. But um, since we are in the season, our final uh, kind of interview video I wanted to show is regarding the Santa topic. Because we are entering into the December season. It's all over the stores. People are talking about Santa Claus. I saw this video uh, showing the correlation between Santa Claus and magic mushrooms. Let's check out this video. <laughs> the Amanita muscaria is the most fascinating one to me because that's the one that looks like uh, looks like Santa Claus. Well, they knew that there was a relationship between carnivorous trees, and carnivorous trees would grow these weird-looking shiny red and white mushrooms under them. That's what carnivorous trees is, pine trees. That's what we use for Christmas trees. Yeah. Those red and white packages... They, they are like the shiny packages underneath the Christmas tree. They are the color of Santa Claus. Yeah. They're common in Siberia. They're eaten constantly by caribou. Caribou are reindeer. Here's where it gets even crazier. In the times in Siberia where it would become extremely snowy, when the, the shaman would visit, the way they would get into the house is through the fucking chimney because the door would be snowed in. So they would climb in through the chimney. I mean, there's so many parallels to Santa Claus and to Christianity, to this one mushroom that they think was a, a massive part of shamanistic rituals. Whoa. 
<laughs> Very interesting. There you heard it. Santa Claus comes from magic mushrooms. I, I don't doubt it. Something I would believe in more than I would believe in Santa Claus. My mom never let me believe in Santa Claus. Fun fact. She always told me Santa was a lie. And so I uh, kind of ruined it for a lot of kids. But Hey, you know. I mean, somebody out there has to be spreading the truth. I mean, uh, you know, we our, our mod modern holiday system is so corporatized and, and um, you know, it's tied to, you know, at least Christmas is tied to Christianity when there's really no kind of historical basis for it. Um, and uh, I know we're in the season and, and people can get touchy about it, but like Rob, uh, your father has said in the past, uh, you know, one of the first times I interviewed him, he said this, um, he was on a radio show, uh, I think like seven, seven years ago or so. And, uh, and we were interviewing him and, and uh, he came on and he's like, look guys, it's really simple trade the the you know what is it three or four beast feasts you know christmas halloween easter uh what uh, uh, uh i think the the other one's valentine's day trade mm -hmm. those four for the seven feasts of the most high right which we find in the scriptures and and not that we're going to go into a lot of detail here but um there's definitely um you know a time for people to investigate why we do what we do and mm -hmm. the holidays are something that we inherit in innocence and keep in ignorance and and that's pretty much all i had to say about that but uh that brings us to the end of our new segment thank you guys thanks jake uh those that was awesome i love the the videos and the dave Chappelle, hilarious but also very telling and truthful and same with kanye yeah. i mean craziness this world is craziness. All right, well, I, I think it's time for an all-new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa. My hoot, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Well, it's time for another Opa's Corner. So, let's get started. The minister was preoccupied with thoughts of how he was going to, at the end of his worship service, ask the congregation to come up with more money than they were expecting for repairs to the church building. Therefore, he was annoyed to find that the regular organist was out and a substitute had been brought in at the last minute. The substitute wanted to know what to play. Here's a copy of the service, the minister said impatiently, but you'll have to think of something to play after I make the announcements about the finances. During the service, the minister paused and said, brothers and sisters, we are in great difficulty. The roof repairs cost twice as much as we expected, and we need $4,000 more. Any of you who can pledge $100 or more, please stand up. At that moment, the substitute organist played the Star Spangled Banner. And that is how the substitute organist became the regular. 
A little boy was afraid of the dark. One night, his mother told him to go out to the back porch and bring her a broom. The little boy turned to his mother and said, "Mama, I don't want to go out. It's dark." The mother smiled reassuringly at her son. "You don't have to be afraid of the dark," she explained. "Jesus is out there. He'll look after you and protect you." The little boy looked at his mother real hard and asked, "Are you sure he's out there?" Yes, I'm sure. He is everywhere, and he is always ready to help you when you need him. She said. The little boy thought about that for a minute, and then went to the back door and cracked it a little. Peering out into the darkness, he called, "Jesus, if you're out there, would you please hand me the broom?" A man had been lost and walking in the desert for about five days. One hot day, he comes to the home of a preacher. Tired and weak, he crawls up to the house and collapses on the doorstep. The preacher takes him in and nurses him back to health. Feeling better, the man asks the preacher for directions to the nearest town. The preacher tells him the directions and offers to lend him his horse to make it. The preacher says, "However, there is a special thing about this horse. You'll have to say 'Thank God' to make it go, and 'Amen' to make it stop." Anxious to go to the town, the man says, "Sure, okay," and gets on the horse. He says. Thank God, and sure enough, the horse starts walking. A bit later, he says louder, "Thank God, thank God," and the horse starts trotting. Feeling really brave, the man says, "Thank God, thank God, thank God," and the horse is soon up to a full run. About then, he realizes he's heading for a huge cliff. And yells, "Whoa!" But the horse doesn't even slow. It's coming up real quick, and he's doing everything he can to make the horse stop. "Whoa! Stop! Hold on!" Finally, he remembers, "Amen." The horse stops a mere two inches from the cliff's edge, almost throwing him over its head. The man, panting and heart racing, wipes the sweat from his face and leans back in the saddle. Oh, he says, gasping for air. Thank God. <laughs> and now for the funnies. This week we have a few funnies for the holidays. Electric reindeer parking only.
Well, this shouldn't last too long. I'll be home for Christmas because I never leave. Don't like snow or mistletoe, but love attacking the tree. Christmas Eve I'll give you a smelly mangled mouse. I'll be home for Christmas. I'm always in the house. Look, the homeowner heard us caroling. He's opening the curtain. He's holding up a finger. He must want us to sing one more song. We decided to accept the inevitable and just get a cat tree. <laughs> I like that idea. Not a creature was stirring, not even a... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Can opener. This variety is ideal for homes with cats. <laughs> At last, indoor plumbing! You're home early. Why are you stalling, Santa? You going to start the game or not? Tap, tap, venison. <laughs> These little ones are mice. These over here are hamsters. Ooh, this must be a gerbil. The X-500 Advanced Model. Santa makes a wrong turn and ends up in the middle of a Star Trek episode. Unfortunately, he's wearing a red uniform. <laughs> Elfie stick. Click. <laughs> Pole dancers. When I was a kid, my parents told me I didn't exist. 
Sneaking into homes unnoticed sure is a lot easier than it used to be. <laughs> See? What did I tell you? He's booking Christmas Eve sleigh ride with Uber! It's not worth it, Roy. Let's just give him our noses and let him go. <laughs> I can't understand it. All I did was sneeze. <laughs> This isn't what I expected when I bought the tickets. <laughs> That's dark. Disney on ice. <laughs> oh, Things really didn't get any easier for Goliath in the subsequent weeks. Tough times, my friend. But know that if you need us, we're <coughs> only a stone's throw away. <laughs> Einstein works out his conspiracy theory of relativity. E plus grassy knoll equals MC squared. <laughs> Knowing the lion's preference for red meat, the spamalopes remain calm but wary. <laughs> Ralph Harrison, king of the salespersons. Now, in this slide, we can see how cornered the cat has seemed to grow suddenly bigger. Tricky, tricky, <laughs> tricky. Ironically, despite his taste for adventure, I think it's safe to assume that ending up like this was not on Larry's bucket list. And a little point of interest. Here we see a picture of the first Dodge Ram truck. Pretty cool. And that concludes Opa's Corner for this episode. My hoot, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er mir nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Thanks, Opa. That was a great Opa's Corner. I love making fun of Christmas 
And uh, I got a Mandela effect that has to do with the bucket list subject. You want to hear it? Sure. Did you know that that term did not exist until the movie The Bucket List came out like six years ago? Really? I thought I maybe I'm being Mandela'd. I, I could have sworn that I'd heard that term before. Yep. Well, it was a fun fact. And when I learned it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. <laughs> Every time. Every time <laughs> I, I mean, see anyone. How, how old is the phrase kick in the bucket? I don't know. Because, I mean, I, and doesn't that go back pretty far? I, I feel like I, that's why I think I heard of a bucket list because people kick the bucket. But maybe a bucket list is a new thing based on that movie because they're about to kick the bucket and so they go and make a list. Yeah, well, if I mean, if anybody can, you know, find bucket list existing before that movie with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson, please leave a link in the comment section because I can't find anything and it, it just blew my mind. Anyways, thank you, Opa. It's time for some mystery. Somebody who we talk a lot about and I show a lot of clips of, Norm MacDonald. And uh, I believe this first clip is him, uh, not him talking, but it's somebody talking about their correspondence and friendship with him. And it goes into his beliefs and how he always knew that the Bible was true. So let's play that clip. I don't know that I've ever said this publicly. I've, men I've mentioned it, but I've never really gone into it. I had a, a few weeks of very intense private correspondence with the comedian Norm MacDonald. Wow. You know, Norm... It, it I want you to take an hour to detail exactly <laughs> how that went down because he is one of my fa absolute favorite comedians. He's my favorite comedian. And I noticed on Twitter, <laughs> I, I was one of the first people he followed when he got on Twitter. Well, I was following him. Yeah. He, he followed me, and I, and I don't know when he started following me, but I was wow. just checking through Norm's page. I said, oh, Norm's following me. That's, and he was following, at the time, I think 60 people. Wow. And, and I thought, and I, I don't know why. I don't know where he saw was something. Was it a about mistake? It, it wasn't a mistake, <laughs> a happy mistake just, if it was. Yeah. The thing about Twitter is when you each follow each other, you can send private messages. But I said, I was so in awe. I've, I've met plenty of celebrities. Yeah. Truly, truly in awe of this man. I said, I don't want to abuse my follow privileges here. I don't want to send him a private message. And one day he sent out a tweet where he said, I'm just in such pain. It's just so hard. It's so hard. Mm. Knowing now that he had been fighting cancer for 10 years secretly, Bless him. I now recognize that's what he was talking about. At the time I read that as this is an eccentric wild guy and he's, yep. maybe he's suicidal. And I said, okay, I'm going to reach out. And I just messaged him. and I said, Norm, I've never messaged you before because I'm simply in awe of your genius. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I can be of any help in what appears to be a moment of despair, please just let me know. And he writes back and he, sa he says, uh, thank you, Michael. Um, appreciate the note. I'm okay. But I, I would like to talk uh, because to not accept your offer would be, uh, <laughs> would be prideful or something. I said, okay. All right, Norm. What and instantly we, we're, we're talking about religion. And I haven't, I haven't published these. I mean, when I say these were messages, I mean, these were 
They wow. became essays that we would wow. write to each other every night for weeks. Huh. Like 800, 900 word essays in some cases, you know. And, and what, you trying to convince him of something? I didn't have to convince him of a thing. When you say they were like essays, what, what, what were you going back and forth about? Suffering? Well, I, I asked him about suffering. I said, Norm, do you have a view of the world, you know, that sort of can help you make sense of this suffering? And he said, oh, yeah, Michael, I, you know, I know you're a Christian. He said, uh, I've just always known that the Bible is true. I've always known that Christianity is true. And I, he says, and you can never tell with him because you never know if he's like playing with you because he always played so dumb, but he was yes, so, so yes. brilliant. And he said, I'm not an educated man, which is true. He's not an educated <laughs> okay. man in the sense that he never had really formal schooling. He read everything. I mean, he could probably quote you Tolstoy forwards and backwards. But his, his actually one of his most famous jokes is this joke about a, a moth going yes, into a podiatrist's office. Joke. But it's a, covered that. It's joke. done in the style of the death of Ivan Ilyich yes, by Leo Tolstoy. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't don't get that. Yes. But you you would have to read so deeply in the Russian novelists to even think to put that joke together. <laughs> and but he says to me, "I'm not an educated man." He says, "My son is much more educated than I am. He's got schooling. I don't." But uh, I've just always known that it's true. And I thought, well, you're ahead of, ahead of me, buddy. Because mm. <laughs> you know, I do have some schooling and I didn't know it was true for years. And it went on for about two weeks or so. And I kind of blew it because I didn't write our nightly response one night. And I, let mm. it, I was just busy, I was traveling, whatever. And then it kind of petered out and I was sort, of, sort mm. of kicked myself for it. He was supposed to come on my book show at PragerU and had... Uh, He'd agreed to do it, but he, he, I said, okay, well, he, I'm, Norm, I'm leaving California, so you got to come on this month, basically. And he, he didn't drive. He, you know, he, he was a quirky guy. He'd always send a car for him. And he said, Michael, I, I'm happy to do it. Can we do it on Skype? I said, no, it's not a Skype show, Norm. Mm -hmm. It's an in-person show. you got to come in person. He goes, I can't go into a studio right now. And I thought this was him. He sort of, it was famously somewhat agoraphobic and germaphobic yeah, it yeah. seemed and so i just said okay well norm whenever we get past this covid thing you can come on the show and then he died mm. and i realized then in retrospect he was undergoing pretty serious treatment at right at that time but we got on the topic because this was a guy this brilliant guy who just knew it who just opened the bible and just knew that it was true mm. intuitively and i had a less in, intense but similar reaction which is you're reading the gospels yeah and you, it just sparkles, and you just know that. You just know that it's true. Well, what are your thoughts about that? That Norm, just I mean, that's is that not cool and crazy and like you would never expect Norm to be that 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 person, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like he said, he kind of played. Uh, yeah, the, he played the dumb oh, guy. The dumb guy. He. But he was brilliant, and to hear how much he is influenced and um, had an effect upon all these other media figures uh, while still professing some type of Christian faith is pretty encouraging because I know like uh, people that I, I really am fond of um, that call him their, their favorite comedian, and most and comedians. so it kind of gives me a hope, right, that there's a silver line of truth uh, in terms of his belief in the scriptures and, and his belief in, in the creator um, that kind of was passed to all these other Hollywood types that for the most part uh, promote a very, you know, kind of godless, anti-Christian, anti, you know, whatever 
uh, stance that maybe he was one of these figures that kind of stood the test of time, even to the day he died, you know, standing up for the truth of the word. Yep. And I also think he like hid stuff in his comedy that, you know, expressed his true feelings and opinions. Like uh, this third and final clip I'm going to play is, is him possibly denying that the moon landing was fake or possibly saying that the moon landing is fake. So you be the judge. Now it is time for me to get famous through the computer. Trick shot videos are all over the internet. Millions of people have checked out the latest from 12 year old Johnny Sullivan from Iowa. I'm gonna try to hit the jug off the pole, blindfolded. Well, yeah, that's pretty good, huh? No. Uh, <laughs> and he got 250,000 hits. I can easily beat that, obviously. I went out this afternoon with a camera crew. You know what that means? Field piece. Hey, I'm going to make a viral video. Look at that American flag up there on the moon. That was very impressive until you realize one thing. It was fake. It was fake. Mm. Let's do some real ones. In my oh. next viral video, I'm going to have one of my writers come up. I'm going to throw it to him. In a car. I have to introduce myself to the writers. Blind throw throw to one receiver. Here we go. Blind throw. Ready, set. Hey! One, two, three, four! YouTube. Call it MeTube. There's two important things to a trick shot. One, the trick shot itself, and two, the thing you say right after. Would you like a receipt with that? Bury me in baking soda. <laughs> I'm on fire. Did it go in? It's about time. It's about space. It's about two men in the strangest place. Yeah! My best catchphrase combined with my worst throw. Move over, <laughs> baby with infectious laugh. Oh no! Oh baby with infectious laugh will still be getting many more hits. Unfortunately, we didn't get one, or did we? With only five minutes left in the shoot and dusk coming at us, let's take a look at what happened. Watch this one. I bet you weren't expecting that one. Yeah. That is going up on the computer right now, and we want to beat that little kid. We want 250,000 hits. The rest is up to you. Send us your trick shots and don't waste any time if you don't have a great catchphrase to go with us. Back, sports. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's hilarious. I find it funny that you brought another Norm MacDonald segment on because just last night I started reading uh, his uh, Not a Memoir book. So that, that was... Uh, good timing on your part yeah i mean uh i mean what'd you think about that 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 whole it was fake like kind of in the open but kind of you know joking and he used his comedy i think to tell his truth maybe yeah 
I think that's the use of comedy. It's it's almost like the modern parable, the use of memes that that we laugh at, right? It's veiling truth and allowing those that have eyes to see to see, right? And ears right. to hear to hear, right? It's the same biblical pr principle that maybe that he's kind of using his comedy and uh, and being inspired by some of the truth in his life and kind of slipping it in there because the best comedy is based on truth. Yep. Uh, you know, that's that's what comedy is. It's saying truths that people are too scared or awkward, awkwarded out to speak themselves. And, and that's what he was really good at. Yep. And the left is, I mean, they've always been angry at comedy and they're they're trying to censor that. But that's that's the best way in, in a tough time. Comedy is the best thing you can have, in my opinion. And so that's all I got for history. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Um, are you ready for some memes? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Meme me up. Meme me up. All right, uh, let's start off. We have uh, a couple submissions from OPA to the meme segment. Let's see these. Uh, starting with the first one. <laughs> Rudolph changes his name to Rolanda and dominates reindeer games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would be a meme today, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, next one. Uh, I was afraid this would happen. <laughs> Look at that. All right. Uh, here uh, we have... An interesting one I found. Imagine, if you will, a world in which YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook merge to become known as You Twitface. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. That's great. I, I wish Elon would buy uh YouTube. Elon Musk, if you're if you ever happen to listen to the show, please buy YouTube. Make well, free I mean again. he 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 would have to buy Google because YouTube's owned yeah, by that's Google, true. you know. So that's a bunch of billions there. Yep. All right. Uh, you'll get a kick out of this one. Being a cat lover, this is my cat watching me clean her litter box. Yeah. What a queen. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth, right there. Uh, we got some Greta Thunberg. Oh my god. We must eat bugs to appease the weather god. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever made that is oh, awesome. Man. It's like Greta Thunberg mixed with uh, uh, Smeagol. <laughs> it's creepy. Gollum. They're both creepy. I mean, the real one and that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. You have a car enthusiast on top, and below you have a drug dealer. <laughs> but if you look closely, you can tell they're both at the same house. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> this guy's ratting on himself basically is what a <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man all right uh you ever heard uh some of the questions people ask about if dinosaurs were fabricated in a museum basement or if they're actually real mm -hmm. while i don't i i think there were gigantic creatures that exist and while i do also think that some of the 
skeletal structures were fabricated by museums that had a kind of a collection of bones that they just glued together. Uh, I thought this picture was hilarious because I do wonder how in the world did they, you know, yeah. procreate. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I forget where I was, probably the Pro Museum here in Dallas. And they said that they had a whole T-Rex skull, but it was only a little piece. It was like it was like a part of a face and the rest of it was all created by plastic or whatever they yeah. used. And I was like, that is such a that's so fraud. Like it could be anything. They they it, just it, make it could up, be a human you know? bone, you know, we don't know. It now I will say uh if you guys want to listen to an expert on this topic that I really respect. He's, he's actually down there in Texas. Um, uh, he, he runs the Mount Blanco fossil museum. His name's Joe Taylor. And, uh, he, I really respect him a lot. He was a good friend of your dad's, uh, Jeremiah. And, um, he just has some great knowledge about the whole, uh, hoax topic regarding fossils but at the same time, he's an archaeologist himself and mm -hmm. uh, has conducted many digs and, and he's really good at you know, making plaster molds of actual fossils and such. But, uh, you know, of course, he, he attributes a lot of the, the fossils from the Great Flood of Noah's Day. And, uh, you know, worth a visit. I, maybe sometime we come down there in Texas, we can all take yeah. a, a trip over there and visit Joe. Inter interview him. Yeah, that'd be awesome, he, man. He's a... He is super cool. You, you really know what like part him. of Texas? Uh, Mount Blanco is, if you look, I, I think uh, it's like an hour from the Paluxy River. Uh, but I'm not exactly sure uh, the the town that is. But if you just Google the Mount Blanco Falso Museum, uh, it's it's probably five hours, maybe four hours west of Dallas. Or I, I'm not exactly sure, though. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I just found it on the map. I was going to say, because if it's anywhere near Houston, we could do two stops in one, stop at the NASA, and have breakfast with a quote-unquote astronaut, and go to the yeah, Fossil yeah. Museum. Yeah, different sides of Texas, maybe two different trips, but uh, yeah. it, it'd Texas be great to huge. go over there and talk to them. Here's, uh, here's, I got two more pictures here. Here's the Biden bunch, <laughs> you know, their take on the Braden, Brady bunch. <laughs> Brandon Bunch. And, uh, and of course, my favorite meme of the week, geology. Name the three types of rock. Classic, punk, and hard. <laughs> yes. All right. That's all I got this week. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, thank you, Jake. Thank you, Opa. And uh, thank you for watching Skiba News Nation episode 27. We'll see you in episode 28. See you next week. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back.
Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms.